Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, March 15th. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in Santa Monica, California, with all of my sisters on the line. Woohoo! Julie Dolan, you are in Brooklyn, New York, on Urban Nana Duty. How's everything there? Good. Things are calm and peaceful here at Heather's Yoga Palace on Sunday, the Ides of March, I may also say, just right before St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> it's a lot, of, a lot of facts thrown in there. I never really understood the Ides of March, but moving on. The, uh, Monica Dolan, you're in Portland, Oregon. How's everything there? Training. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. Uh, all right, don't tell us anymore. Uh, Leon, uh, Pasadena, uh, I hate to say it, hot enough for you? Uh, Liz, I'm super psyched. I'm going to an air-conditioned movie at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Got my tickets to see Cinderella with my friend Susan and her daughter Camille Marie. I'm super psyched. <laughs> That's the way to go because it is, it is super hot here in it's Southern gross. California. Yeah. Sheila Dolan, you're in South Pasadena. How's the weather treating you? It's hot and it's windy. Let's yeah. just let's just mention that the Santa Ana winds are here. Uh, those are hot. Uh, I would say monstrous winds coming from somewhere, because uh, basically I I have developed uh, what I can only call the Santa Ana syndrome. My my lips are now swollen twice their size, for, and there's nothing I can do about it. They keep getting bigger and drier. It's like if I climbed Mount Everest and I came back down. Like, that's (laughs) what I look like. And And there's no amount of lip balm that can... No, no, the balm... No, I no. It's they're growing and getting harder and and blistered. It's it's not exactly an Angelina Jolie look, uh, because it's it not. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> but they are what I've dreamed to have all my life, which are bigger lips. <laughs> and you're convinced it has to do with the Santa Ana winds. I know it is. I yeah. know it is. So I'm putting that on the books. The okay. Sheila Santa Ana syndrome. Okay. All right. Thanks for putting that on the books. <laughs> well, if that's the kind of information you don't get on any other podcast, <laughs> you're going to want to vote for Satellite Sisters at the podcast awards. I mean, sure, there are other podcasts providing you with insight into, I don't know, crime, <laughs> politics, you know, meditation. But Satellite Sisters, we have insight into giant lips. And so <laughs> I want to encourage you to vote for us at the podcast awards it's podcastawards.com we're in the general category so you have to scroll down check the box just pretend you don't see cereal listed right next to us just go right to satellite sisters and then you do have to verify your vote but we'd like to thank everybody who's been voting for us uh it's fun to see sort of a female podcasting voting block emerge with uh the history chicks and grammar girl and special mouse and all kinds of uh female produced podcasts so that's podcastawards.com
All right. And remember, you can always like our Facebook page and join our Facebook group if you want to get in on the action uh, even more than listening to the podcast. So, Julie Dolan, Urban Nana in Heather's Yoga Palace, you actually have an international news roundup for us this morning. That's right, sisters. I have two burning stories that are coming across the wires here at Heather's Yoga Palace. Number one, where is Vladimir Putin? Have you seen this story this yes, week? Yes, I have, Julie, and I'm I'm curious. Where is he? Where is he? All of Russia, and apparently uh, some of the satellite sisters, are buzzing with what's happened to Vladimir Putin. He's been missing from the public eye for over a week. He uh, canceled a state visit to Kazakhstan, so uh, it's no trivial matter. And there's been no explanation for his disappearance. So, I mean, there are three obvious choices for what has happened to Vladimir Putin. Number one, is he sick? Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, well, perhaps he has some disease or, you know, this is the reason why he's dropped out. Um, I think this is highly unlikely, um, as you know, as, as it is reported frequently in the Russian press. You've seen him bare chested. And he apparently has a handshake that could break mm-hmm. your hand. That's, <laughs> that's what he prides himself with. The second working theory that is very popular here in New York City, uh, uh, sisters, is that he is in Switzerland with his Olympic rhythmic gymnast girlfriend, Alina Kab- Kabayeva. <laughs> And that she apparently is having his love child at some exclusive Swiss clinic. Wow. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. That's a good theory. Liz, I know how much you love the New York Post. The headlines yesterday uh, here in, uh, in New York was Vlad the Impaler. And it had the whole story <laughs> oh, of... I know that's bad, isn't it? Yeah. That's bad. Okay, the third Keep it clean, Urban Nana. I, I, I well, I just I'm just reading the papers here, Leah. That's all I can do. I didn't even buy it. I just walked past it and it caught my eye. But the, so that's the second theory that he is uh in fact he was there with his girlfriend, uh, you know, because he's divorced from his wife, Ludmilla. Um, and maybe he just wanted some privacy for the uh, the birth of his love child, which is supposed to be a girl. I don't know. <laughs> Third choice is he's just gone in for more plastic surgery. Now, uh-huh. this is something that we have talked about a lot at Satellite Sister Sisters. And Sheila, you'll back me up on this, um, that uh, just from your general knowledge of things... <laughs> That sometimes plastic <laughs> surgery, there's, you know, you have some recovery period where you just don't want to be out in public, don't want to be in the sun, whatever. That's true, right? Maybe you're feeling that way with your lips right I now. Do feel, I think I need um, a hospital right now where I can go. <laughs> but yes, a special, special yes. hospitals for recovery from plastic surgery. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm going with, with door number three. I think it's the obvi- most obvious choice. That, you know, in fact, he has not, doesn't have a love child, but, but it is just more plastic surgery because he has really plumped up his face and <laughs> injected himself with a lot of things over the years. So, but I'm on it, sisters. And if I get any more information, uh, I will certainly let you know. Um, the other big international story that I wanted to mention, of course, you know, uh, we've talked about it all, all these royal reports, but Prince Charles and Camilla are coming to the United States next week. Oh, I did Ew. not know. Why? Yeah. Ew. Did not know. Okay. 
So that's how we just heard the response. Ew, my, yes. Well, Prince Charles is on somewhat of a charm offensive to drum up more support for his beloved Camilla. And he has given a couple of um, interviews where he's been praising Camilla, saying that she is charming. She has unbelievable charisma, according to Prince Charles, and that she's just done a brilliant job fitting into the royal family. So my question to you, sisters, is you know how I feel about Camilla. She's the other woman, okay? And I know 10 years has passed, and I I, I understand (laughs) that. The, the children have accepted Camilla and perhaps some of the people, the great people of Great Britain have accepted her. <laughs> they wouldn't mind if she were to be queen, but I would. You, I would you have mind. not accepted her into the family. I, and should, so, so my question is, should I just let it go? You know, should I just... Just let it go. We have we have a lovely Kate, and I can just focus on her, right? And just like Camilla, do what she wants. Or should I stay on this case? That's that's my question today. I don't know, Leanne. What do you think? I, I feel like it's time to let it go. You seem to care more than anyone else in the world. Like even this week when we had those brilliant pictures of Kate on the set of Downton Abbey, which is pretty much the best that England can deliver in a single (laughs) photo opportunity. Uh, Your comment, Julie, on the Facebook posting was, you can see they didn't send Camilla. (laughs) It's true, but it it seemed to take the fun out of the whole thing, really. I mean, (laughs) so I think you need to let it go, Jewel. I'd agree. I'd agree. I think that the... uh, you have Kate now. Like yeah. in a Kateless world, I could understand <laughs> you felt like you needed to choose between Diana and Camilla, and there's only one clear choice there. But now that now that Kate is in position, I think you would your life would be better if you just moved on. Just just let it go. Julie, I think you should just keep the resentment burning. <laughs> I Sheila, thank you. Why? Possib- possibly until your lips start to blister. <laughs> I mean I I know your strong feelings, and I think you should just go with that and keep it going because you have a strong belief, um, you know, and it's deep seated, and you'll never get rid of that resentment. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, okay. Was that helpful, Julie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel much better now. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So uh, so moving on to another lead story in the news. This is Liz. And I just want to I just want to pose this question. Why is this so hard, people? Uh, and of course, I'm talking once again about email. Here's the deal. <laughs> this is your big area of expertise, Liz. It, it is. It is. But now it's headline news every day, Leanne. I know. It's you unbelievable. Know, it used to be I was the only one trying to make sense of what this is doing to our society. <laughs> so I just don't think the rules are that complicated. Can I just say you should be using your work email address for work and using your personal email address for personal stuff. we I just don't think it's that hard. So in the past on Satellite Sisters, many times we've had the discussion about like CEOs who were using their work email address to conduct affairs with their employees or people that were circulating tasteless jokes on their work email. And we have all consistently agreed that that is no place for your personal stuff, right? Work yes. E- correct. Work correct. email yes. for work. I, okay. Conversely, personal email, I don't think is really a place for a lot of like sensitive affairs of state. And, <laughs> no. 
Eggs, top secrets, not just, so good. I, 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 really, I just, I'm just not sure. Like, if someone I worked with, like, started at the company and refused to ever use company email, just like professionally was using their work email, I, I, I using their their personal email. I would just have a I would have a question about that. So this is not <laughs> this is not personally about Hillary Clinton. You know, I'm a big supporter of Hillary Clinton. Today it's in the news in the Washington Post that Jeb Bush has consistently used his personal email um for all kinds of things, professional things he was doing. Colin Powell has done the same. So this is not just about one person. It's just like, what is the matter with you people? I, I just don't <laughs> think it's complicated. And you don't need to have, I know I, I have two phones, but even if you have one phone, you can have two emails on it. Again, not that complicated. I, I, we're only laughing because Liz has been preaching Outlook Express for 20 years. She was the first person on Outlook Express. And every time we would express something in Satellite Sisters like about email, she's like, just get Outlook Express. It's just people seem to have trouble managing two email identities. I, I don't I have five. Yeah, okay? I know Liz, you I get emails from all of your identities almost every day. Like well, now you're just I, unknown on my phone when you call <laughs> from a certain number. I thought I had all your contacts, but no, you're unknown. Well, you know, and I'm not saying you should go down the route that I've gone down, which is, <laughs> you know, at carp compartmentalization of so many parts of my life. But, you know, I have a work email, I have a personal email, and I have a satellite sister's email. Not that complicated. <laughs> I have a few others that I use for other <laughs> Those are like my main three things I do in life, like work, life, and satellite sisters. So I, I just recommend that people, you know, embrace what, what Outlook Express can do for you. <laughs> Liz, I think you can have a, a, a third or a fourth career coaching high-powered people at your next summit on how to use email. I can see you can do a TED Talk on this, Liz. Oh, TED Talk all the way. Yeah, they need you, Liz, okay? We got, yes, a, lot of, I, I we got a lot of like state secrets out spilling out all over the place, okay? Yeah, no, the phone thing is different, but even there, like m even you, Monica Dolan, have moved on to a more advanced phone. I would say... If Monica, if you can embrace the new technology and what it what it brings you, you would think that the Secretary of State or the Governor of Florida or candidates for president would be able to do the same, wouldn't you, Monica? Yes, I mean, ask Siri. I mean, just have Siri help you. That's, that's what anyway. I was about to say that's all I'm going to say on this subject, but I know that's not true. I know that I, one can only imagine how this sort of, as the presidential campaign heats up, that something as really fundamentally trivial as this is going to come up. And that's part of my point. It's so trivial. Why can't you just get it right? Work email for work, personal email for personal stuff. Okay, that, that's all I have to say on that. It's become your own personal litmus test, Liz. <laughs> Well, it also makes you look like sort of a Luddite. Yeah. When you say, like, oh, I can't handle the email. Like, really? Yeah. Uh, but, but you can't handle the nuclear codes? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's me. I'm done.
All right, I'm moving on to something not nearly as earth-shattering, but it's big in my world. I have a trio of food story sisters that I wanted to run by you. Uh, some are local and just some are personal, um, but all involve food. So I'll just start with uh, my Ralph's grocery store that I occasionally go to in La Cunada, a <laughs> suburb next door. Now, Ralph's has clearly been under a lot of pressure to upgrade their whole gro- grocery presentation since the new Gelson's went in down the street. Mm. Okay, it's a super high-end market and features Wolfgang Puck Express, like a name kind of deli prepared food, meat and cheese area. So when mm. you walk in, people are wearing like toques and Wolfgang Puck, you know, um, you know, uh, aprons as if Wolfgang's going to walk in at any minute to this (laughs) suburban grocery store. And we know it's not going to happen, nor is he going to walk into those Wolfgang Expresses in the airports, but still it's raised the game. So my Ralph's, They've been remodeling the cheese deli area. And I walked in the other day and it's finished. And they opened it all up and you can see everything. And baskets, Julie, I know food and baskets. You've talked about that. Like that's how grocery stores upgrade and lighting. And then I noticed over the big central cheese counter, there was actually um, uh, an umbrella, you know, a, a... like a canopy and it said on the canopy murray's cheese shop and i was like murray's cheese shop who is murray like is that supposed to compete with wolfgang puck murray oh and my god i mean i i think it's farmer murray like farm to table or something. no it's just murray jewel (laughs) sheila what do you think I mean, I know there's a Murray's Bagels in New York. I mean, that's the only famous Murray I know. Well, let me tell you, there's not one Murray in La Cunada. There is not a <laughs> single guy named Murray in the 9-10-11. I was like, and I just pictured like all these marketing executives sitting around and wherever the Ralph's headquarters is like, what's the name of a guy who sells cheese? Like, <laughs> Remember, their name is Ralph, Lee. So if your name is Ralph. Murray is a short hop from Ralph. Liz, I didn't maybe, maybe it's his it's, brother. Maybe it's Ralph's brother. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. know. Okay. That's what I would think. That that sounds like a family name. Okay. All right. Or <laughs> it's, it's French, Leon, and you're just reading it wrong. Maybe it's Murray. <laughs> I don't know. It just made me laugh. And, you know, anything that makes me laugh at 8 o'clock in the morning when I'm running in to get seltzer water, I, I'll take it. All right. So then another, another product I love and adore is Triscuits. You know, I feel like Triscuits oh. are life-giving frankly (laughs) but i always crack up at the front of the triscuit package because it will be a stack of triscuits and then they'll show you the triscuits with something on top like this one has goat cheese and tomatoes and a little parsley and then it will just say serving suggestion like not included in the package as if you thought they were gonna shove some tomatoes and parsley in the so So they have new packaging. It's nice. And so I fl- I was staring at the back of the box while I was, you know, standing in the cupboard eating handfuls of Triscuits. And <laughs> they, they have a, quote, recipe on the back. Now, it involves a cracker. So I really think it's a recipe. But all right. And this was for veggie paninis. Okay. And here's what Triscuit wants you what? to do. They want what? you to they want you to first of all grill a zucchini and then they want you to grill other things uh like some roasted red pecker, peppers and then they want you to stack it on a trisket and then they want you to put the trisket on a grill oh. <laughs> that what? Can't, right that can't work no 
That's ridiculous. They're already ba- they're baked. They're I mean, baked and they're tiny and they're brittle. And like if you go to the trouble to grill zucchini, you're not standing in your kitchen going, "Oh gosh, I wish I had something to put this on." <laughs> Where's that brittle small cracker? That would be perfect. I think we have to try it, Leanne. I think you're, I really I think that it could be a delicious little recipe. I, I that would be a nightmare. My dexterity, I'm losing my dexterity and I just feel like my Is hand that what would just Santa Anna wins, Sheila. You're losing. I would, I would start to burn something. I mean, very quickly. I know. Well, it's it just awful lot of effort for a cracker. Yes, thank yes. you, Monica. It's I mean, basically topping on a cracker. Yes. Would you want to? If you were going to put all that effort into it, like three steps, get out the griddle. Wouldn't you want to make something more substantial than something plopped on a triscuit? Yes. I mean, you would. it's a panini, so you would want some pan, you know? <laughs> That's stealing from the panini. I don't like that. Okay. That's really. All right, triscuit, Probably. get on. I think triscuit, we're not buying this. We're not buying grilling triscuits. Okay, and then finally, I have a new motto, uh, cooking motto. And I actually said it several times this week. If I've got goat cheese, I've got dinner. So <laughs> I had to pull a couple of dinners out of the hat, like unexpectedly cooking at home. And I just use goat cheese in every way, shape, form. And that's it. I mean, it's the one key ingredient. If I got it, I got dinner. So just wanted to share that with you. It's tasty. It's kind of a binding agent. Yeah. It seems advanced. It's not a slice of American cheese. Okay, Leanne, that's protein. Good. Yeah. It's very you... special, Leanne. I, I, I believe the goat cheese board of America will be contacting you. Maybe Murray. Murray. Maybe Murray will call. He's heard of my work in goat cheese. Wants me to come on board in his cheese shop in the suburb. Uh, Lee and my story goes perfectly with yours because I know you and uh, Julie usually do Tuesday trends. Uh, Well, I'm going to do a trend today, a Sunday trend. So it's a food story. Uh, this, a restaurant in St. Louis is opening, and everything on the menu is made with or served with ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be oh. filled with 18-year-old boys. It's just... <laughs> oh. Oh. I mean, this, oh. This is for reals, people. Dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. So they say in their sort of manifesto, it's the fastest growing condiment in America. (laughs) And the name of the restaurant is called Twisted Ranch. So there are, it's extensive menu. It's not just bowls of ranch dressing, even though they said they have like 13 different kinds of ranch dressing. They have 11 appetizers, including mozzarella sticks, with ranch marinara, okay, mm. and guacamole and ranch, which is it, wrong. That's, cool. that's wrong? I, I think it's wrong. <laughs> I don't think guacamole needs ranch dressing. No. Uh, uh, um, that, guacamole needs a trisket, though. <laughs> but so does ranch dressing. So does ranch, man. Uh, they have Philly uh, ranch cheesesteak uh, sandwiches, and then one of the entrees 
is a chicken bacon lasagna with Parmesan ranch sauce. Oh, my oh, God. That sounds delicious. Come on. <laughs> so, Liam, I think you're right. This restaurant <laughs> is going to do really well. I think it will be really, really popular. And, of course, they have ranch mac and cheese for the kids. So yeah. it's called <laughs> Twisted Ranch, and it's just all ranch all the time. Uh, I don't love ranch dressing, so I probably won't be making the trip to St. Louis uh, to go there. But, you know, I started thinking about, if there was a restaurant called Olives and Capers, <laughs> <laughs> that would have your name on it. I would be there every weekend if everything mm. on the menu included <laughs> olives and capers or came mm. with olives and capers. I would be there every weekend. But more importantly, I was thinking about this ranch dressing uh, restaurant and I thought, Liz, I thought of you because if there were a restaurant called Twisted Balsamic, <laughs> oh, you bet if, I'm there. If there three, were three meals a day, at where everything was made with balsamic vinegar, served with balsamic vinegar, various iteration balsamic lasagna, Liz. I, <laughs> okay, I, Liz, I think there's an idea for you there. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I like it. I like the concept. I, you know, I think basically if you consider balsamic, uh, ranch, goat cheese, and triscuits, they're your four main food groups. <laughs> you can pretty much, if you got those things, you've got, you're covered for any eating and snacking. I like it. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I'm continuing. I think my restaurant would be popcorn and mayo. <laughs> oh, Sheila. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. That's true. Okay. Okay. Well, no, my, my restaurant would include coffee. So I've been talking, of course, coffee is my thing. So I just want to announce right here today that I have joined the Keurig nation. Mm. All right. So I went out, you know, coffee I've often considered to be sort of the metaphor for my life, like where I am in the coffee stage. I have bought and used and destroyed just thousands of coffee makers, right? Searching for the perfect one. And recently, I just want to announce my my coffee system involved a pour over of a peat ceramic, you know, ceramic filter, yeah. um, which had been breaking, chipping off slowly every time I washed it. So it got to the point where the pour over had like no more pour over room, but I was <laughs> still trying to make it work. And that very much has been my state of mind. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and I just, you know, I turned over a new leaf on Friday and I said, I'm going to get a personal Keurig. And that's exactly what I did. I went to target um, in, on another, in another part of town um, <laughs> Oh, okay. Have you had an unfortunate set of circumstances? I just feel like I need some anonymity at some point in my life. When you work and live in the same town, you know this, Leanne. Yeah. Well, most people know this. Most people work and live in the same town. That's everyone, Sheila. And they they like it that way. Okay. So I went to another Target, and they had the personal Keurig on sale. And... I know, Leanne, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I didn't say anything in response. You said, quote, who would ever have a red kitchen? Well, I just want to say I have red accents. 
okay. in my kitchen. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That's quite a revelation. I don't, I don't think it's the same. Okay. So I have a red, um, I have a red Keurig now. And here's the thing. The Keurig works because it's fast and it's hot. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's it. Boom. That's it. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just, so that's I mean, your state of mind now. Fast and hot. <laughs> yes, Liz. <laughs> fast and hot, uh, which is again, Santa Ana wins coming down. <laughs> it is hot. All right. So let me jump right to the gala. Ooh, the well, I think you're going to have to explain. We know what it is, but okay. others, listeners don't. What okay. Gala? So our school has an annual fundraiser, just like every other school and it's themed. So we've had, um, we've had 007 theme. I think we've had, um, black tie theme, you know, whatever, whatever the committee decides is the theme of the gala. It's once a year. It's usually held at a, at a, a big, it's an affair. It's a big affair somewhere in town. And our gala this year was rock and roll. Ooh, that's a good theme. It's that's the good news. The good news is people could show up in blue jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, I, I, I don't did like it. That. I don't like that, Sheila. I think a gala, you should get dressed up. Okay. Well, there were a lot of Halloween costume-ish type rock and roll outfits, but that was it was held at a big club, a country club um, in Pasadena. And it's a great theme because I love to dance. We love to dance. I thought, you know, the let's dance. Let's do some rock and roll. <laughs> um, the, it started at six. And um, the dinner was served at 9.30. Oh, because of the silent auction. That's not good for you, Sheila. No. It wasn't this. Okay. My voice is not hoarse because I was dancing in the smoke-machined dance room. I never made it to the dance room. I was wondering, can your voice get hoarse waiting for dinner? Like, <laughs> well, how much were you yelling? I mean, where is okay. dinner? When is dinner coming? <laughs> okay, so it, 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 there was a silent auction with past hors d'oeuvres. I ate as many paninis, mini, mini <laughs> fried, paninis, yeah, mini tortas as I could, um, and and plus I had dinner before I left because I knew I would be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. we sat down at nine o'clock and had a lovely um no we sat down at 7 30 had a lovely salad and then began an hour and a half live auction oh yeah so did you uh, buy anything shill did you, you cut that correct did you slap no, it down I, did, <laughs> I didn't even get my paddle out because we were starving <laughs> at table 28 and table 28 was basically out the door. I mean, we were halfway <laughs> in the lobby. That was my table. Was it, it all was, teachers? It was table 13. Yeah, it was table 13. So they lured you in with the salad. <laughs> the, the salad was on dive and, you know, nasturtium flowers. And, and you thought, they made you sit there through the whole auction thing before you got the entree. Yes, and I just want to say it was an incredible amount of work. The room looked lovely. But the auctioneer, um, I I do believe he basically runs the Ferris wheel and Santa Monica Pier five days a week. And I think he moonlights as an auctioneer because he was deafening. I mean, his voice 
was deafening for an hour and a half. Uh, that's uh, a long so, live auction. And then I just want to say I was so hungry. I, I became a vegetarian a little while ago. I just <laughs> ate the chicken. I, I just chowed that chicken breast as soon as it came. I, I ate ranch dressing on it, you <laughs> I, I, there was supposed to be a rice pilaf. I, it was missing. I just ate the whole thing and left. I mean, I couldn't wait for the dancing. None of the teachers could because I left at 10 o'clock and there's still no dancing. Okay. 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 So noted. Now, did you dress up? Did you look like Madonna from the 80s? Borderline Madonna? I did. I What I did was I, I, I reconstituted uh, the, I don't know if you remember the A-line pink shawl that I bought. First thing that I bought when I moved to Santa Monica, when I was having sort of a mental breakdown. <laughs> Shockingly, I don't remember an A-line pink shawl, which sounds actually impossible, but okay. It was really glittery and really, it was just very, very rock and roll. And then I went out and bought a, a pair of pleather pants at Banana Republic on sale. Um, and I did my own hair and makeup. I mean, I was ready to rock, Leanne. Um, <laughs> But um, it's yeah, a real lost opportunity. Yeah, but you know what? Chicken breast isn't that bad after all. <laughs> Spoken like a true vegetarian. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Well, I wanted to just weigh in on one little trend I read about today in the New York Times, and I think some of the sisters, well, maybe all of us, could use this to raise our profile and create an air of mystery around ourselves, oh. because apparently in Silicon Valley now, it's the thing. Uh, with all the techno millionaires to have um, your household help or your contractors sign a non-disclosure agreement so that if they do any work for you or on your house, they're mowing your lawn, they can't say anything about you to anybody. And um, they make the point in this article, of course, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook has is getting his house remodeled and all his people have signed NDAs. Um, but they interviewed a bunch of contractors and they're like, we don't even know who these people are. Why are we signing? <laughs> we have no idea. We never even see them. We don't know who they are. Their names mean nothing to us. So I just thought maybe we could scatter around some non-disclosure agreements and kind of pump up our profiles. You know, <laughs> Sheila, maybe you could ask like your barista at Starbucks to sign an NDA oh, or Monica, definitely. you know, Monica, the growler person, just before you get your next growler, just say, Hey, would you mind <laughs> signing this NDA? <laughs> Julie, I'm sure you need an NDA for several things. So yes, I, I do. I can't disclose what they are. I really can barely <laughs> talk to the four of you. I mean, this is really. And then let's Liz, check your Outlook Express. I bet there's one in there already that you can just <laughs> circulate to all your emails. Yeah, I was thinking every time Time Warner Cable comes for some kind of repair, just make them keep signing it. That would be good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, I like that. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the household help. <laughs> the, it's yeah. mainly yeah, it's mainly plumbers and. You know, and me, maybe I'm the whoever, household help. Yeah, yeah. If I ever get the my roof cave in repaired, <laughs> I will make sure that I get an NDA from whoever I get to come in and do that. Okay, good note, Leon, because yeah. we need an air of mystery. <laughs> like it's it's bound to help. Uh, all of this disclosure we do on the radio isn't helping. Well, okay, not the radio. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. Speaking of disclosure, there were some. Um, I had a little bit of a Facebook group report. There are some interesting posts there over the course of the week. If you are not a member of our Facebook group, uh, what are you waiting for? It's uh, it's fun over there. So Lee just wanted to post. She was out the other day listening to the show from January 3rd, 2011. So the first show of the new year, she said she looked like a crazy person in her neighborhood. She was laughing so hard. That was your let's, let's dance year, Leanne. Yeah, my thing, let's dance. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny that dancing <laughs> came up. Anyway, you can uh, remember we have, there are loads of shows in our archives. We have, we have been at this a long time. We have hundreds and hundreds of shows in our archives. So you can check that out. Julie, Lori posted a gift suggestion for you. It's a T-shirt. She said that would be perfect for Urban Nana. On the T-shirt, it just says, I'm Nicole Nana. Did you see that? <laughs> yes, I love that idea. I think that's, I think I want one. And it warms up. It's too cold to wear T-shirts now in Brooklyn. But that would be, I, I want to be the cool Nana. That's it. Um, Ad- Natalie posted a picture of the eight cups of restorative beef broth that well, she that, made. That was a funny <laughs> shot from Natalie. Yeah. And I guess I missed the broth thing. Like, it seems to me that there are two broth trends coming together. Yes. One is hipster broth and the other is Downton Abbey broth. Yeah. Right. Yes. But yes. It's, all, it's all converging into this broth bonanza, apparently. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly right, Liz. Yes. Okay, well, you guys were at the center of the broth trend, also at the center of the toast trend. And Mary posted a link in the Facebook group to the This American Life did a whole story. I heard it a couple of weeks ago, too, on the origins of the toast trend. Um, you know, they, their position is it came from a uh, coffee shop in in San Francisco, uh, my position is that Julie and Leah, that you created it on the Tuesday show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It was the, I mean, the demise of toast. We reported on it first and we took it upon ourselves. It's our personal crusade to bring back toast, Liz. Yeah. Well, somebody else is getting the credit, Julie. So, and I, uh, I would like to say our toast is humble toast. You know, some of these hipster toast places, they're creating essentially the veggie panini um, the Trisket box, they're creating it on toast, okay? We were just making the point, like, toast with butter is fantastic. Or toast with jam, also very good. So, Oh, yes. Yeah. So they, they are elevating the toast to another level, which might be called a recipe or a, a serving suggestion. But I think Julie and I just wanted people to enjoy the humble origins of toast. Okay. So. <laughs> and uh, finally, Sherry posted a suggestion that those of us who went to the Galapagos over the holidays, that would be you, Monica, you, Leon, yep. and me, that we should check out a movie on Netflix called The Galapagos Affair. Yes, I've always wanted to see that. Okay. Oh, okay. someone suggested that book to me. I didn't realize it was a, it was a movie. Yep. It was a movie. Um yeah, friends of mine have seen it. I have not seen it yet. It's about this German couple that moves to Floriana and lives there. Anyways, okay, uh, I need yes. Netflix first. <laughs> That's so. Okay, Siri about it, love. Maybe I should ask Siri where I can get it. My new friend. 
Okay, well, so Sherry, we're on it. One of it, one of us will watch it and uh, get back with our findings. Uh, Monica cut her cord last week and never had Netflix to begin with, but we'll we'll figure something <laughs> out. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Uh, I will definitely check it out. So th- this is just a smattering of things that are going on in the Facebook group. But as long as, am I the only one who now gets a cruise catalog? Every single day of the week. I, I do You're too. You're not the only one. Liz. Yeah, I love it them. It is crazy. I mean, you love them. I love them. I just, I love them. I'll never, probably never go on another one, but I love looking at the catalogs. <laughs> and it is just every company under the sun too. It's not like we're just hearing from Lindblad. It's like, oh it's, yeah, no Viking River cruises, yes, cruise yeah. cruises, yeah, no, it's all the cruise celebrity lines. cruises, yes, yeah, princess, like there, it's, it is, and there's something about the fact that it's all coming in big paper catalogs <laughs> that makes me think says something about the target audience for cruises. <laughs> <laughs> you know 75 plus yes people like like i still get all of mom and dad's catalogs because (laughs) they were using my p.o box there for a while um so the i get all kinds of stuff that they're still on the mailing list for but now i'm on a mailing list for well all things cruises and the vermont country store is that like one you get from mom and dad (laughs) yes (laughs) that's an old yeah Anyway, so I don't know how to make it stop. Um, it just is. I'm glad you're enjoying looking at them, though, Leanne, because I just they I tend not to, you know, like mail mail. I, I feel very strongly about email, but snail mail. I only pick up my mail like once a week. I just don't care what comes in the mail. So now because I get all these cruise catalogs, every time I open my mailbox, it's just jam packed with all of these catalogs. So I get them all at once. I guess if I picked them up every day, they might be more of just a little reminder every night that uh, there's worlds beyond um, my actual job. But anyway, so the uh, so that's the that's the roundup from the Facebook group. And don't forget to like our Facebook page. What are you guys uh, doing on the Tuesday show? You got anything planned for this week? No. Uh, <laughs> what do we got, Joel? A touch of the blonde. We are going to go very deep on some shallow <laughs> topics, Liz. That's what we focus on on the Tuesday show. Um, and we like to keep it under wraps. You haven't signed a non-disclosure with us, <laughs> right, Land? Right, yes. Yeah. It's under wraps until Tuesday, Liz. Okay? Oh, yeah, and it's St. Patrick's it's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day, so we might have some Blarney. You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'm have sure some... you. <laughs> I know. Liz, you know That's the it. Tuesday show. It's it happens Tuesday morning. It happens as it comes. So I, I enjoy the Tuesday show. It is my Tuesday night driving home from work. That's usually what I'm listening to because it, you know, it pops up on my phone. Of course, uh, the stu- I have the podcast app and the Stitcher app pops up in both places. So uh, yeah, that's my favorite thing to do on a Tuesday night. Thank so, you, Liz. Thank so you. I suggest Thanks. that. Speaking of which, Monica, have you, you know, you asked for some suggestions on apps. Have you downloaded any good apps onto your new iPhone? Oh, someone at work asked me that last week. Uh, <laughs> just the New York Times.com app. So that's not too fun. But I mean, it's not for me. I consider that fun. Uh, no, but I have all the suggestions. I'm working okay. on it. I'm working my way up slowly. Okay. You know? 
All right. Yeah. Don't, don't overdo. Yeah. You don't want to overdo. All right. So, uh, we are the satellite sisters. Have a great week, everyone. Have a happy St. Patrick's day. Uh, we'll have a Tuesday show and we'll be back here next weekend where the satellite sisters don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>